the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, like those 72 disciples who returned with joy, six of us have returned with joy after getting the message out up in Alaska and being blessed by the Lord and seeing the kids and with them getting off the bus and coming in and saying, you're back. That's good news. It wasn't, you're back. It was, you're back. And we were able to share more and to hear more. And uh, we're going to share probably in a couple months uh, when there's a lot more people back to hear that message of what happened up there. We're going to take a look at that gospel reading from Luke 10. And the theme, get the message out. You know, this past Thursday, we celebrated our 243rd anniversary of our nation and the signing of the Declaration of Independence with those immortal words, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed with certain unalienable rights. Among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We know those words well. And it's definitely a privilege to live in a wonderful country that we can celebrate personal freedoms. Our country is identified most when we as a nation, a community of individuals, are there helping each other experience those rights. And as Christians, we know that we're in a unique position to help people around us experience life, liberty, and joy. We are, after all, disciples of Jesus Christ. And we are witnesses of God's overwhelming grace and his abundant love. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He says that in John 14. He also says in John 10 that he has come that we might have life and have it abundantly. St. Paul states in his letter to the Galatians in chapter 5 that Christ has made us free. Liberty is ours in Christ. And he says to stand firm in that freedom. And Christians, we emphasize joy rather than happiness. Because joy comes from the inside. Happiness are external things that make us smile and feel good. The prophet Nehemiah, he even declared in his own book in chapter 8, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It comes from within. And our text today tells us about these early followers of Jesus, how they accomplished their calling of ministering to the needs of other people, and how they proclaimed that gospel of Jesus Christ. As we look at how they got the message out, we can learn what we can do to be witnesses of that faith and to help others experience life, liberty, and joy as they have their lives with a strong relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, up in Alaska, we often get to see bald eagles. And baby eagles don't necessarily want to learn how to fly. They're very content with staying in the nest 
And they like it when the mom or dad eagle is bringing food for them to dine on. But there comes a time when the mother eagle decides that she's had enough of that lifestyle. The eaglets are big enough, she feels, to be able to fly and hunt on their own. In order to get them out of the nest, she has to teach them how to fly. So she demonstrates takeoffs and landings, and she flies around the nest to show them some of the basic flight techniques. And then she literally pushes the eaglets out of the nest. And as they are going down to earth, they've got a choice. They can either spread their wings and fly, or they can meet their impending doom. Well, the gospel account for us today tells us about a special time in the lives of Jesus and his followers. And if we go back just one chapter to Luke 9, Jesus there sends out the 12 chosen disciples with similar instructions that he gives to the 72 here in chapter 10. And then in chapter 9 comes the feeding of the 5,000, Peter declaring Jesus as the Messiah, Jesus predicting his own impending death, and then we know of the event of his transfiguration on that mountain. And now the time has come in Jesus' ministry and in the faith walk of his disciples and followers that they need to spread their wings and fly. They've been around Jesus for almost three years. They've heard the message that Jesus has preached and they've witnessed those miracles too that he's performed. And Jesus now commissions them to go out ahead of him. To prepare the way for him, he says, by doing the same thing that Jesus has done. Jesus sends out these 72 followers out to the countryside. And when we look at this, it's important for us to realize that traveling in Israel in the first century is a lot different than right now. The very idea of being sent out involved a risk. There were highwaymen you know, known as robbers, they were common. And the attack of the man who was helped by the Good Samaritan was frequently a real occurrence. I don't believe it's just a coincidence that the gospel account of the Good Samaritan is in the verses that immediately follow our text for today. So travelers, they usually traveled in large groups. And when Jesus sends them out two by two, he's asking them to take a risk. Traveling light, not taking any money, a traveler's bag, and even extra sandals is certainly going to add to the risk. Should have seen some of the suitcases we had just going up for 12 days up to Alaska. Taking a risk requires faith. Faith that God was with them and that he would protect them and that he would somehow use them. And the followers of Jesus They were called to express the faith that they were confessing to be really lives of action for Christ. The first followers of Jesus were not the only ones to take risks. Risk-taking is required by us, too, if we are to fulfill our calling also. Taking a risk is a step in faith. It's moving us out of our comfort zone often. We take a risk any time we allow the love of Jesus to be expressed beyond these walls here at Trinity. We do that as we trust that Jesus is going to walk with us, as we go out to the communities that are surrounded by Trinity. As we go out 
even farther, even to the ends of the earth. We take a risk when we share our faith, not knowing too how people may react. And we might be afraid that they're going to reject us. Maybe we might even offend them, we think. Well, our faith trusts that the Holy Spirit will use us, and God is the one who can create faith even within these people. We take a risk when we seek to help others. We might be used or taken advantage of at times, too. And our faith in the Holy Spirit and our trust is that he's going to work through our spiritual gifts and abilities to touch the lives of others. As the disciples, they went and traveled to those surrounding towns. Jesus told them that you need to eat what is placed before you. In other words, Jesus wanted them to experience the lives of others. There are times when we had our Alaska teams that went up, for example, to Nanana and uh, to Delta Junction. We visited Tanacross, which is another Indian village. And to be able to learn what their cultures are, to understand and respect who they are so that we might be able to reach out in a better way to them. My wife and I have experienced that even in Guatemala. The cultures are very different. And you need to know where you're going, which is a big help. We simply can't take our Midwestern Chicago culture out into the rest of the world and expect that to be the norm. Being sent out means experiencing the lives of others. And we meet them on their turf. And we allow them to set the agenda. We seek to share the good news in a language that others can understand. And in order to do that, we first need to listen. It's necessary also for us to hear their situation and perspective on it. It's good when we have time to be able to talk to the people of the community, and especially those children that we're spending a whole week together with. There are some very heartbreaking stories at times, some very difficult situations that we may not know about if we had not listened to them. Only then can we engage them in conversation and minister to their needs and and to seek to help them to make sense out of the life situations that they are facing themselves. Being sent out is not just merely leaving pamphlets on someone's doors or having an internet website or even having advertising in local newspapers. Getting the message out requires establishing relationships, being willing to be used by the Holy Spirit as conduits of God's grace to allow that to flow from him to the other people. There was a pastor who once had a selected group of workers, and he was training them to witness for Jesus. And a young worker was complaining to a veteran caller about one of the people he had visited. He said, I tried to tell this man about Jesus. I tried to tell him about the love Jesus had for him. I tried to tell him that Jesus is interested in helping him have a life of grace, to help with the burdens he was carrying. But the man he visited replied, I'm a poor old man. I'm a stagger under this load of firewood that I had so much trouble in cutting. I can feel nothing of the love of God. I can feel nothing of God caring for my burdens 
I can feel nothing for his grace for me. Well, the veteran caller, he ended up turning to the young depressed visitor and he said, my son, if you had offered to carry his load of wood for him, he would have believed your words because he would not have only heard about the love of God, but he would have seen an illustration of it in you. Are you willing to carry someone else's burdens? Not just in crisis times, but also in those ordinary, everyday experiences of like cutting wood for the fire. Are you willing to give someone your day-to-day experiences? Being concerned about their life, their faith, and also their relationship with Christ. Those who have been sent out by Jesus, they return to Jesus excited about what had happened to them. They had cast out demons healed the sick, and proclaimed that the kingdom of God was near. And as we use our time and talents and abilities in order to touch other people's lives, it is exciting and fulfilling. All you need to do is ask the almost 100 volunteers who were here at our VBS in that last week of June, sharing with so many children. Or ask the six of us who just came back from Trapper Creek, Alaska, Or the dozens who have gone on the past nine trips up to Alaska. Ask the missionaries who we have supported through our mission offerings. Or ask anyone who's involved in that work of ministry. And Jesus, he rejoices too. He rejoiced with the disciples who returned to him. And he affirmed that they had eternal consequences in the lives of people. Jesus wants his followers, though, to watch out so that they don't become proud of what God is doing in their lives. Rather, Jesus encourages them to remember that they have been forgiven. They've been saved through that cross of Christ, and they can rejoice in that truth. That's why he says, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. We do have much to be thankful for. We do live in a nation in which we are free. And as Christians also, we have life and liberty and joy. That's ours through Christ. And we also have the ability to help our friends and families and neighbors, co-workers, maybe fellow students for those who are in school, that they can experience the rights that they seek as well. Are you willing to be like Martin Luther? who says that we are to be little Christs out in the world. People who are willing to be with people as Christ was. Are there lonely people that could use a visit? Are there the sick and those who are dying who could use a prayer and a kind word? Are there those who are in grief trying to get on and get past their loss? The answer is yes. It's yes to all those questions. And you could be the yes in people's lives. You could be a voice in their struggle and also a measure of God's grace and peace through Christ in them. It takes someone who's willing to risk to get the message out. We can carry the message of Jesus Christ 
by sharing God's love with people who are a part of our everyday lives. Do that. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.